0: Hey y'all, I'm Mackenzie, a podcaster for the Oregon Wine History Archive. Welcome to our new bonus podcast, Vocal Vines, where I ask wine professionals about anything under the sun. So sit back and get ready to sip on the juice of these vocal vines. June 14th, 2023, I had the opportunity to interview Grant Coulter and get a closer look into him and 100 Sons Wine. We last interviewed Grant pre-pandemic in 2019, when 100 Suns Wine was just rising in the Pacific Northwest. It's been four years since we interviewed Grant, so I was budding with some juicy questions for him. I am here today on June 14th with Grant Coulter, um, and we're gonna follow up on his 2019 interview. So, our first question, if you could be any wine, what wine would you be and why?
1: Any of my own wines or just any Just any
0: wine, wine like any type of wine. It can be your own wine. Oh
1: boy, that's, that's a big question. <laughs> Um, I gotta think on that one for a second. Um, if I could be any wine, uh, today, (laughs) just today, um, I guess my answer would be Gamay. Um, I would be, I would be maybe Beaujolais, you know, Gamay Beaujolais. Um, I'm, you know, maybe kind of red fruited bright, um, and fun at the moment. Nice. <laughs> um, not, not like a Barolo. I'm not feeling the serious, you know, serious, strict vibe today. Yeah. So, as of today, I'm going to be in
0: gamay. Nice. I like that. That was a really good answer. Um, so, in your last interview, you kind of talked about how you got, uh, you went to Fresno to kind of learn about winemaking and everything. So, and you talked about how you were really green when you came to Fresno. What mm-hmm. was the craziest thing you learned when you were at Fresno in the winemaking aspect?
1: Mm. I mean it was it was all brand new to me so every day was you know a huge learning experience um, actually I think one of the, the craziest things I learned was um, right next to the to the the winery on campus was the vinegar plant um, and they were very close to each other and I, I didn't really understand at that point that you know vinegar came from wine mm-hmm. you know and that all you had to do was um, a couple of bad things in winemaking uh, to turn it into vinegar, and then once over in the vinegar plant, it was a good thing. Um, so, you know, to see, you know, this thing, this process where you're trying to preserve the, the, the nature of the fruit, you know, you're trying to keep it intact, um, uh, you know, and, and preserve the, the place and the vintage and all the things that we're trying to do with winemaker, but then right across the street, you know, you bring in one, one microbe and it completely changes, um, you know, from wine over into vinegar. Uh, so that was pretty amazing to see that, you know, there's a big fork in the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Did, like, any of the wine that you guys messed up on ever go to, like, the vinegar Oh, plant? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was the beauty of it because it was a student-run winery. I and mean, we, had, we had professionals that knew what they were doing, both teachers and personnel, um, but you can imagine as a student run winery that often things would go wrong. You know, one year there was an accidental rose where somebody accidentally pumped a bunch of red wine into a white wine tank and made rose. <laughs> so, you know, that was it's not the last time I've seen that happen. Um, but, you know, those are the kind of you know, things that'll happen.
0: Yeah. And then, so, and wine has had a big boom. And everything and everyone seems to kind of want to do it or like market themselves and everything so what would your like in your opinion make you stand out as like a wine brand or a winemaker or something like that where customers want to buy you in return
1: mm. that's um, consistency um, first it takes time and trust so people have to first um, hear of your accomplishments, you know, so I had a previous, you know, both my career before, um, or not career, the job I had before, working, you know, at a very venerable winery, that is something that you can sort of hang your, you know, your reputation on. Um, And then moving forward, working here with Flaneur, and then also making The Hundred Sons Wines, people, um, word of mouth spreads that, you know, that, not just me, but you know, you're making good wine. Um, there's something special about it, um, so you have to build people's trust. They have to taste your wine, and then they have to want to continue. Um, is there something, you know, so special about me that no, there's not. <laughs> My wife is very special, and she is you know really more forward facing in the in the winery for our project. Um, And then here at Flaneur, you know, Kelly Campbell, uh, Mindy Castile, you know, those particular people are at the front, and those are the face people, so they make people feel special, Mm -hmm. Um, and then hopefully the wine is very good, and then from there, people trust and continue to buy. Sort of a long way of putting it, but it's it's really in the people, Mm -hmm. Um, and the wine obviously has to be good, but, you know, it's the people.
0: Nice, and then so you make wines for two types of brands. You make it for full and then you make it for Hundred Suns Wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you say you have like a cardinal rule as a winemaker, like that one rule that can never be broken, or like something kind of in your philosophy where you like always stand by it and stuff like that?
1: No, I I think that rigidity, you know, leads to um, complacency, um, stagnation. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads to a lot of, a lot of I think maladies when you're completely shut out the rest of the world. So I, I have certain philosophies that and tenets that I think make great wine. You know I want to push forward with organic vineyards. I want to, you know, try and um, bring in healthy fruit. You know, not using you know pesticides and herbicides and things like that that I know that can be damaging to myself and people around me. Um, That's really important for me. Um, That's a tenant I don't wanna break. Um, In the winery, you know, it's like I use, I love to use native fermentation, but if something were to go to a point where I knew I was gonna lose it and I could save it by, you know, using a cultured yeast, I would. So I I would say being dogmatic about certain things can lead to um, sort of you shutting off that part of your brain that um, engages with learning and trying new things um so there is no don't don't be shitty to people (laughs) i think that's really important yeah um i think that there's you know you you pay your bills you pay them on time you respect the people that you're working with or working for um yeah stuff like that that that's really the cardinal rules yeah don't be a bad person
0: (laughs) it's a great cardinal rule yeah and then so you were just talking about how like you really want to like evolve or change so you don't get stuck or complacent so compared to your 2020 kind of like wine making maybe philosophy has that now changed do you have like a different outlook now in like 2023 to how you approach it
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so sometimes you know you i i want to make wines that i want to drink you know that are delicious to me um so sometimes you know, I'll like save like whole bunch fermentations. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll I'll do a whole bunch fermentation and it'll be really, really tannic and aggressive, you know, and my wife will taste it and she'll be like, I don't like this, you know? (laughs) And so she'll say, you know, I know it goes into the blend, but do you think maybe this is too much? So listening to her and listening to what she has to say and then thinking about the broader general public, like maybe they don't want to drink this. So you kind of have to, you have to change and that, those little small degrees of change happen over time. Um, 2020, that specific year, you know, that was a defining year because mm-hmm. we lost the majority of our fruit to smoke damage. So that was a reckoning for us as as a as a wine company here and all over the the Oregon uh, wine industry. And you know, yeah, that that made us stand up and think we have to do things differently. Um, But that was a very defining year. But all of the different um, things that make great wine, all the small decisions you make, um, you have to uh, make those decisions, um, replicate them, see how they change, see what happens over time, um, see what doesn't work, and then change uh, or augment what you're doing to get to where you want to be, and that takes a lot of time. And this is a slow business. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm lucky I'll get forty vintages yeah. in my whole career. It's not a lot really.
0: <laughs> um, and then you mentioned wine is really about like the people, the making it, and the process and the stories that come from it. So in your like eyes, what is your favorite wine story? Whether it like happened to you, it was passed down, it was over a bottle.
1: Well, wine stories there's a million of them <laughs> you know we trade them you know we, we you know we trade them like baseball cards especially during harvest you know all the all of the bad things you know the the tanks that people ran into or the valves that fell off or you know the silly things that people did mm-hmm. um, you know during harvest um i don't i don't have i mean i've got a lot of great stories uh but I don't have one in specific that I can think of that is the best. <laughs>
0: uh, Do you have, have one to... that just like always comes to mind? Or like stands out?
1: <laughs> well, I remember one of, I mean, this was just embarrassing. I remember um, I was, was one of my first days in the job in a vineyard I was working for. Um, and my boss at the time Put me on an ATV, you know, and I didn't know how to drive one. Uh, and there were these tanks on it, and we were supposed to, uh, <laughs> we were supposed to drive around and spray these biodynamic preparations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in this really tricky spot in the vineyard, and I got mixed up with the gas and the brake, uh, all gas, no brakes. <laughs> and I ended up uh, slamming the, the uh, luckily slamming the. <sighs> quad into the canopy of the vineyard and I, I broke a cane I didn't kill the vine but I got this thing all gnarled up you know it was going to require you know getting, getting this thing out <laughs> um, so I had to go to my boss and you know with my head down you know say hey uh, just started but uh, I got this thing stuck in, the, stuck in the vineyard you know can you come and then he was helpful and we got it out but it was definitely um, embarrassing embarrassing for me
0: (laughs) fair enough and then wine is all about stories again and hopefully you learn from them so what is some advice you wish like your past self had known going into this business
1: um I often get the you know I get a lot of people who come interns um and they're especially recently where there's a, a constant um thirst for knowledge um to to want to learn or to be taught and what i have learned is that the learning happens as you're doing it it's not necessarily sitting down and the words coming out of my mouth and telling you something that becomes the knowledge it's it's being there and being a part of the experience, and then taking in that knowledge. And so, as a as a young person, when I was beginning, you know, I had a lot of questions, you know. But sometimes I needed to shut my mouth and do the work, um, and I learned that later on. And that's where I learned. And then, as you as you amass that you know, that Rolodex of experiences in your mind, you can start to reflect and go through that catalog. And then eventually, you know, through triumphs and failures, you create experience. Um, so there is, there is time for the discussion. There is time to learn and write it down. Um, but really, this business is, is about um, observation. Um, and learning from that and that's what I would tell myself and don't stress out you know it's like all the things when you're younger and you worry so much and they have so much meaning at that moment but then later on you look back and you're like that really wasn't that important you know and that's probably what I would tell my my
0: more younger self nice well that's all the questions I have thank you yeah you're welcome Grant and his label 100 Suns wine are just getting started. So, it was amazing to catch up and talk to Grant about 100 Suns wine's big daybreak. I'm Mackenzie Kulik, your local viney, and I promise to bring the vines as long as y'all bring your glasses. I'll see y'all next time for some more vocal vines.